It's not about politics, it's about football. This is a simple game. We're going to run the ball, and we're going to pass the ball. He's just going to play football, really. How good of a football player are you? I just get in and try to spin it. That's all. I just love the game. It really is the best time of the year. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to It's Just Football. I'm Trevor Sikama. I will have a co-host at some point in the show, but not at the top. We're switching it up. We're giving you guys curveballs all week long, but I appreciate you joining the show, getting in on it with us. Even though it's not a regularly structured show today, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're talking about Burrow versus Mahomes. Obviously a major matchup that we've got on the field, but what about who you're taking in a lot of different situations? Deep ball, accuracy, big game moments, scramble ability, all that stuff. We're going to break down attributes of the quarterback position and say who we would rather have between Burrow and Mahomes. We're also going to give you our three bold predictions that we're going to see for the playoffs this upcoming weekend. And to start the show in, well, just a few minutes, actually, we're going to be joined by Jim Nagy, who's the executive director of the Senior Bowl, a week from Senior Bowl week. I Man, I'm just so excited about it. We're going to ask him about a lot of the players that he has uh, coming up, get his thoughts on, on those guys and what we're going to see uh, this week. I got to get the production portal guys in the show right away because I, I can't be up here by myself. I, I can't just ad lib for 40 minutes, guys. You got to help me out here. I guess we you, know you can. You guys are the co hosts for this show. How does it feel? We did this on purpose just to see how long you could ad lib for. <laughs> also, we got bets. You buried the lead, too. We're going to be at the Senior Bowl. Next I mean, this is, this is true. We are going to be, we I should I should have said, we are going to be live on location in a beautiful. Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. If you see us there, come say what's up. Uh, yeah, seriously. I know a lot of people actually go out to the Senior Bowl to um, you know, check in with uh, different teams and players and everything. A lot of people go to Mobile, Alabama, even if you guys don't have credentials. If you're just hanging around Mobile for the week, come say what's up to us. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to hang out. So It's fellas. actually more fun than you would think Mobile, Alabama would be. 100%. Which is not a slide at Mobile. but I hope so. No, it's a good time. Dude, Senior Bowl, Senior Bowl week is truly one of my favorite weeks of the football calendar. No matter what, like it's just a blast, just to be around the city. It's, it's rain or shine. Yeah, it, I have to say rain or shine. I, I am I am obligated to say rain or shine. It looks like rain, unfortunately. <laughs> but that's where the real scouts are made. Standing out there in the rain, arms crossed, head down, hat down, just watching some, just watching some football. Fellas, do we have a? Uh, do we have a? question of the day here to start us off i know it's just me maybe i could ask uh, our co-host once he we sure do in, yeah we'll, we'll we'll ask it again maybe in the middle of the show okay. but um right. i'm gonna keep it in suspense yeah who, who's who, gonna be the co-host who had who which player has scored the most touchdowns in a single game in conference championship history which player holds the record for the most touchdowns scored in conference in a conference championship game so wait, is it just a single game or like single game? Yeah, not career. And this is this is touchdown scored. This is not passing touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Gabe uh, Gabe Davis had the uh, had the four touchdown game, but I think that was in the divisional round. That wasn't in the championship round. I feel like Rob Gronkowski is always a good guess for these, just because he's had a lot of a lot of chances to get it. Chat, help me out here. I think the Travis Kelsey certainly up here. Man, most touchdowns in a single conference championship game. This is a good one. 
Ooh, a couple people saying Jerry, oh, Jerry Rice. <laughs> Seth Galina is in the chat and he says, I actually know this one. Well, we might actually get Seth's answer in a little bit. <sighs> Jack Ferguson is said, is it like Jonas Gray? No, I don't think it was Jonas Gray. Uncle Dusty says Raheem Mostert. Victor says LeGarrette Blunt. Hmm. LeGarrette Blunt might not be a bad one. <laughs> Matthews Malone says the title of this show is It's Just Trevor. Not the whole show, just to start the show, but I do enjoy the creativity. Phillips and Trent Nerwin, way too. Oh, come on, man. Could be. Come, come on. Don't. Quinn. Hopefully he has like a uh, time machine or something and he can see into the future because I bet if Trent Nerwin scores four touchdowns, <laughs> I bet the Bengals are going back to the Super Bowl. Probably. I would make that bet. I would take my chances. That's probably right. I would shoot. I wish I had a time machine so I could go back in time so I could not put money on Trent Nerwin not getting a catch in literally the only game Smart man. over the last 10 weeks. That's probably the best use of a time machine that I can think of. Probably go back further in time to put you know put it on the lottery or whatever. But uh, you know if I didn't want to have too much of a butterfly effect, I'd probably go with that one. Ryan Ryan saying Raheem Mostert. We've got a couple of people who are saying Raheem Mostert. So I feel like that might be the answer. You guys aren't just pulling Raheem Mostert out of nowhere. So I feel like a lot of people know. Ryan saying four touchdowns from Raheem Mostert. How do I not remember this? Damn, that'd be impressive. Got another vote for Jerry Rice. Ooh, yeah, Ryan's saying that Blunt had three against the Colts in 2015. All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to wait to see what Seth's answer is because he said that he actually knows this one. So we're going to get Seth's answer. We're going to get the final answer. We're going to get a lot of answers after this next segment in which we welcome in the one and only Jim Nagy to the show. He is the executive director of the Senior Bowl, the orchestrator of one of our favorite weeks in the football calendar, Jim Love the blazer, my friend. Love the look. We must be close to Senior Bowl week. How you, first of all, how you feeling? Is sleep at a premium at this point? We're, we're only a couple of days out from people getting to Mobile. I know it's exciting for you, so how you feeling, my friend? Yeah, Trevor, we're good, man. We're good. Uh, sleep is at a premium, there's no doubt, <laughs> uh, but we're, we're good. Man, I, I love to hear it. I'm so excited to get down to Mobile. I know a lot of other people are as well. Um, man, the content's just going to be flowing. It's going to be a great week. I know it. First off, my first question to you, you had a recent addition, a recent commitment to the Senior Bowl, and it was an interesting one. It was Hendon Hooker, the quarterback from Tennessee. Hooker had a phenomenal season this past year. Obviously, it was cut short due to an injury, but man, he was on a Heisman Trophy winning track for a little bit there during the season so obviously he's still recovering from his injury so he's not gonna be out there on the field but what is the benefit of a guy like Hendon Hooker getting to still go to Mobile still be a part of the Senior Bowl what are the things that he gets to do here this week you know it's kind of a case-by-case -case basis we're certainly not going to make a habit of, of bringing players to the Senior Bowl where they can't be on the field um, we did it a couple years ago during the COVID year um, but that was because we were the only show that year. There was no combine. There was no other all-star games. The, 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 the teams could go to pro days, but couldn't really get, you know, they could time from a distance. They could really couldn't get face to face. So, you know, that year you had Landon Dickerson, Devonte Smith, the guys that were, you know, committed for a long time to play in mobile. Mm -hmm. Um, they got hurt in the, in the, in the playoffs. So we brought those guys, right. And, uh, we just thought it was the right thing to do. And, uh, I felt like this was the right thing to do for Hendon. He, uh, you know, quarterback's a unique position. If, if, if it was another position, probably wouldn't be doing it. Um, but because the classroom time and the interviews are so critical for that spot, 
I've just felt like Kendon deserved it. Um, to, he's going to sit through position meetings with uh, the American squad with Luke Getze. Uh, you know, he's going to be the head coach of that team, the offensive coordinator of the Bears, who we all know, you know, have the first overall pick. Um, and Hennon was one of the faces of college football this year. He really was, you know, he, uh, so, you know, unfortunately the injury happened. Um, if not, he would, he would be down here going through everything. So, uh, again, probably a one-off situation to have a player come and not, uh, do anything on the field, but, but I think Hendon's a unique case. We'll stick with quarterbacks. I got a couple of quarterback questions for you. And Jake Hayner is somebody who I've loved to watch over the last couple of years, you know, especially starting in, I believe, believe that that was that UCLA game that he absolutely gutted out that performance early in the season last year obviously he's been somebody who's been on a lot of people's radar since what are your expectations with jake getting to mobile and kind of what people are going to be able to see from him this week uh he's he's really a fun guy to watch and fun guy to watch compete um that ucla game you brought up we had uh brian zekas our west coast scout was at that game um brian lives down in southern california so he saw a lot of ucla football uh and usc football over the last couple of years it's it's easy for him to catch away game you know teams coming in to uh, la but no jake's jake's a hyper competitive guy and you can when you talk to him again we haven't met face to face he's one of the only guys that uh i haven't seen throw live he's never been to the manning camp before um in the summer so this will be my first live exposure to jake but when you talk to him like he kind of oozes that you know he he's just got a competitive fire to him um he knows i, I just boiling it down real simply he knows how to play quarterback um he sees it he feels it um, he's got a bigger arm than, than a lot of guys his size. Uh, just talking to our scouts that have seen Jake throw live. So um, I know he's chomping at the bit. Um, he, he's one of those guys that's going to take every opportunity to put himself in front of these NFL teams. And that's the fun thing about this year's quarterback class. You know, we don't have Will Levis. It's gonna, this is going to break like a seven-year streak of first-round quarterbacks for our game. Um, but to me, what, what makes the position group a lot of fun is when you go through the entire group, I mean, all these guys, when you, when, you know, we share grades with, with guys in the league, obviously when we put our roster together um, and they're all clumped in that fourth, fifth round range and they're and someone's going to elevate, you know, this is where Jalen hurts was starting the process a couple years ago. He was a, everybody had fourth and fifth round grades on Jalen. Um, and he, and he went, you know, he obviously elevated into the second round that year. And, and now in hindsight, he was way under drafted. He's, you know, played himself into a franchise quarterback contract this year. So, um, it'll be a fun group. And, and uh, you know, I know Jake's going to bring like a hyper competitiveness to that group uh, that I'm excited to uh, have down here. What about Jaron Hall? I feel like Jaron Hall, not a ton of people got to watch him live. Just BYU games are not heavily televised. You know, it's kind of a West Coast schedule. So there's just not a lot of people that I feel like get to watch a lot of BYU football. And over the last couple of years, it feels like Jaron Hall is man, at times really showed some flashy tools for the position. Mobile guy, big guy, he's got a strong arm to him. What do you think about Jaron Hall? What do you think people are going to – what do you think the main takeaway is going to be once they get to see him in Mobile? I mean, yeah, he's in the same boat as Jake. You know, a lot of not a lot of people see West Coast football here on the East Coast. We're kind of East Coast-centric, you know, in terms of ACC, SEC, Big, big 12, Big 10. Um, but I'm excited about Jaron. I mean, if you go back to the beginning of the year, there was a lot of buzz in the media – about Jaron being a first or second round quarterback, uh, you know, that's quieted a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think, again, he's right in that fourth, fifth round range for most teams right now. Uh, you know, Drew Henson, the former NFL quarterback, Michigan quarterback, mm -hmm. um, was the first guy from our staff to see him. We, they played uh, on the road at USF, and Drew lives in Tampa. So Drew got the first look for us on, uh, on Jaron this year. And again, there's, uh, 
you know, there's been some comparisons out there to Russell Wilson, and I see it definitely from a body type perspective. You know, we like to do those pregame videos uh, with all our scouts out. That's kind of been our become our trademark at the Senior Bowl during the fall, and uh, you see how thick he is. I mean, he's got he's got Russell's build. Um, there is a baseball background similarity with Jaron playing on the BYU baseball team, um, so he can do all the the arm angle stuff. Um, and he's a good deep ball guy, really good deep trajectory, kind of like Russell as well. So there is some. Not saying he's Russell, but there's there's some stuff there. Um, but this would be a big week for him. You know, I think that uh, I think this is a really big week to see if he can elevate uh, all these guys coming out of that group. But but Jaron does. You know, the mobility. He did a great job taking over for uh, for Wilson. You know, when Wilson went on to the New York Jets, uh, he's played a lot of good football there. So uh, excited to get Jaron down here. All right, we'll get off quarterbacks. I do want to talk to you about Andre Carter, the unique edge rusher from Army. I mean, he is. I, just the way that he plays football, it's it's so unique. He's such a big build kind of a guy, height, wingspan, everything. And then Army will play him in a lot of these interesting alignments. Sometimes he's lined up as a super wide nine guy, and the path of the quarterback is just a straight line. And it feels like when they put him in that alignment, man, he could really fly. He could really get into the backfield and make a lot of backfield production. But something that I love about the Senior Bowl is a lot of these coaches like to take guys to go, okay, we know you can win in this way. Let's put you in a little bit of a different situation. Maybe make him more of a five-technique guy. Shoot, maybe even push him inside a little bit on certain situations. Do we feel like we're going to see a little bit of creativity with Andre Carter, given how uniquely built he is? Hey, you guys put him on the map. I mean, you put him in the in the mock first round. PFF put Andre on the map over the summer, man. You guys got him up there. Uh, no, he he is unique. I'll be I'll be interested to see what Andre looks like coming in and what he weighs. Um, you know, because of the commitment, he's he's still he's training up in New Jersey. He's still on campus up there, um, and then training offsite in New Jersey. Still go still at the uh, academy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, unique prospect. Uh, very long and very agile. Um, and I think that's what he wins with. He is a he is a, you know, kind of like a small forward almost. You know, basketball build sure. and. Uh, he wins with his agility, and he's so tall and long. He just kind of swims over guys. He swims over guards, and um, you know, beats guys with his feet. He can, can he can kind of dance in front of you and and, and slip you. So uh, I think the the key for Andre, and he knows this, is you know, adding bulk, adding strength gradually. Um, but you you nailed it. I mean, that's the value of Senior Bowl week is seeing these guys do things they weren't asked to do in college. And you know, you can go across the board any position. You know, whether it's a Robert Hainsey from Notre Dame playing center for the first time down here and going Mm -hmm. from like the sixth or seventh round to the third round or uh you know like Jalen Petrie last year everyone knew Jalen Petrie was a good football player but the way they used him at Baylor is kind of a you know kind of an underneath zone player blitzer um had all those had 17 tackles for loss or whatever last year but then see him matched in in one-on-ones against tight ends and see him play you know play uh you know from depth at safety uh I think teams left Mobile with a, a little different impression of Jalen Petrie so uh, we do. We try to put those guys in different situations, and uh, and you'll see you'll see Andre move around. Um, he's going to be with the linebacker crew. He's going to be in the linebacker room, um, but he's going to do all the one-on-one pass rush stuff, and, and you're going to see him kind of showcased in a lot of different ways. Love it, love it. I, I look at this interior offensive line group, and, and you got some you got some big boys in here, some guys that are at the top of the list when, with this class. You got John Michael Smith, you got Osiris Torrance, Andrew Voorhees. I feel like this interior offensive line class getting slept on a little bit. And I feel like those guys are the ones who could really boast the class up a ton. Not the only ones, but I feel like those guys might be able to lead the charge. What's the thought process with those guys, where your head is at, and how good those guys could be? 
Yeah, I love the offensive linemen, Trevor, because they, they always come to Mobile. You know, you don't get any guys, like, think they're too good to come and, and compete down here, and, and they all benefit. You know, like last year, Zion Johnson, Trevor Penning, both those guys, I mean, yeah. went 17 and 19. Um, I remember my first year here, we had guys like Garrett Bradbury, Andre Dillard. Um, I, we had 10 first-rounders that year, and I, I believe six of them were offensive linemen. And it's because they're they're willing to put themselves out there. If some of these other position groups are willing to come down here with fringe first round grades, like they'd be making a ton of money. So I love the big guys. Um, yeah, I do feel like this year's class is being slept on a little bit. There's some players that I think are really going to elevate, like Nick Saldaveri from Old Dominion is a name that I'll throw out there right now. Like people need to get on Nick. He's a guy that I think can play four of the five positions, probably not a left tackle, um, but, a, but a big man, big, strong man. Uh, I think his best position might be center. Um, so more of a right tackle there at ODU. So just uh, just a name you don't hear a lot about right now that I think a week from now, uh, once we get through the practice week here, um, people will be talking about him quite a bit. All right, this is the last one for me. Everybody loves the one-on-one drills when it comes to the Senior Bowl. There's a lot of value outside of that. Obviously, teams get all sorts of value in a lot of different ways, but I know that people out there who pay attention that maybe aren't in the media, maybe just fans of the game, they really love the one-on-one stuff. Who's going to be on the offensive side of things, the wide receiver who feels like the one-on-one king during the week. I mean, Christian Watson was unbelievable. It felt like last year. When I look at the list of wide receivers that you got this year, I look at Charlie Jones. Yesterday on the NFL show, I said that Charlie Jones might be the best route runner in the class just from what I saw this year and how he sets up defenders and all that. We know that that can sometimes translate to some really viral moments, some clips that everybody loves to share, some, ooh, look what this guy can do. What do you think about Charlie Jones? What do you think about the rest of the wide receivers and some guys that can stand out in that regard? I, when it comes to Charlie Jones, I don't, I don't think we, we can't shortchange this guy's speed. Um, talking to the Iowa staff before the year about him, before he even played a game there at Purdue and, and, and went off. I mean, whatever, he had 100 and some catches this year. I mean, it was the speed factor. He and Riley Moss were the two fastest players in the Iowa program. You know, Riley's going to be down here playing corner. Um, so we know we know he can run routes, but Charlie's also a really fast guy. I, I think Tank Dell is going to have a big week. Uh, he's going to have his quarterback down here, Clayton Toon from Houston. And Tank yeah. is, uh, you know, one of the most dynamic receivers in this draft uh, and one of the most dynamic returners as well. So uh, I think Tank's going to have a really good one-on-one week in the slot. We saw uh, Khalil Shakir do that last year from Boise. Mm-hmm. Again, you don't see a lot of slot receivers run NFL slot routes in college, um, and they'll and that's where Shakir I thought did a really nice job. And I. And talking to the guys up in Buffalo, they love where that guy's going with his career. And I, I think Tank with some of that, some of the option route stuff, and so, showing what he can do just with his shake um, and getting out of stuff, um, is going to have a really good week as well. He's going to he's going to turn some guys inside out. I always tell people get in on on Senior Bowl coverage because you're going to find those players that you're going to eventually love when they get into training camp, when they get into their rookie year. You're going to find your next favorite player on your team. They might not be first round picks, but even those mid round guys, you're going to fall in love with them, and that's what the Senior Bowl is all about. Jimmy, you're the best man. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show, getting us ready for Senior Bowl week. We are excited to be down there next week, man. We'll see you then. All right, man. See you, see you, Trevor. God, I'm. It just gets me excited. I, we got Shrine Bowl, we got Senior Bowl, we got so many things coming up, man. We are in the thick of draft season. This is when we really start to get to evaluate tape, and then we get new tape from these guys, too. Very unique tape, getting to go up against all sorts of different opponents. Whew. Rain or shine, right, Quinn? It's rain or shine. Rain or shine. There's no other way to do it's it. It's looking like rain. There's no, <laughs> it is looking like rain, but look, the weather brings out the best. 
of competition of some of these guys. So hopefully we get a little bit They also bit of have the indoor there. practice facility, they too, do. which is, you know, that obviously helps. South Alabama is where they're, they, they've got their uh, – where, where the Senior Bowl is now. It used to be a Lad People Stadium for, for many, many years. Now they're doing it in South Alabama. Their field from last year, absolutely gorgeous. Their indoor facility, extremely useful. It was great on the days that it was raining. And so, um, I don't know. You just you know you're going to get a good experience no matter what. And I think, uh, you know, salute to the people at South Alabama for partnering with the Senior Bowl, making that happen. But uh, it just makes for a much better week. You get a lot of you get a lot more clean clips. You get guys who are um, learning and getting to put things out there. So, that's always great to see. Do we have, uh, do we have our co-host? Do we have Still waiting. Still waiting. All right. Okay. He's well, on the way. Before we do, before we uh, we introduce our co-host for the day, so to keep you guys in suspense, I do want to talk to you about the 2023 free agency kit that we have over at PFF.com. This bad boy is loaded, and it's never too early to look at what your teams might be gaining or losing in free agency because we know there's a lot of changing of hands that come with that. Those needs will go straight into draft needs as well. And this is a one-stop shop, man. I'm looking at it right now on the website. They've got free agency rankings already out, like top 50 players overall, but then rankings for every single position. Free agent quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends, edge rushers, everybody. They've got all sorts of rankings. I'm looking at the top 50 right now. Yeah, I mean, this one's kind of an obvious, so I don't think I'm giving away too much. Lamar is obviously the top free agent that could be available. Geno Smith's number two. Brady's number three. We got Javon Hargrave, number four. Ooh. Quinn, how do we feel about this one? Jesse Bates, number five. You think Jesse Bates is going to stay in Cincinnati? I think he might be elsewhere. No, I don't, unfortunately. Mm. Somebody's got to be the odd man out, man. There's, there's a lot of... Uh... A lot of contracts that need to be paid. We got uh, we got two Tampa Bay Buccaneers at six and seven, Jamel Dean and Levante David. I don't know who wrote this article, but I need to uh, hit our uh, our editors up and make sure that we just remove these two from the free agent uh, from the free agent kit because we don't need other teams to be reading this and, and knowing that they're available. We don't need that. Don't need that in our life. They need to be back in Tampa. But if you guys haven't seen it yet, if you guys don't have a PFF subscription, you absolutely need to uh, get one. This is your one-stop shop for your entire free agency preview. Make it happen. You will you will definitely have a better grip on not just saying like, oh, our team, we, we need a wide receiver this offseason. You could go and actually see what wide receivers are really available, what the price might be for them, all that good stuff. So go check it out. That's uh, PFF's 2023 NFL free agency kit and all the rankings there that you can see over at PFF.com. I've been told that we have our co-host. I have been told that our co-host is now with us. It's Seth Galina, ladies and gentlemen. He's back by popular demand. Don't shake your head at me, Seth. I'm giving you a proper intro. How you feeling, my friend? I. What are the chances, like, anyone did not guess that I was the co-host? Look, it could have been anybody. It could have been you. It could have been Renner remotely. Uh, it could have been Joe Biden. Um, yeah. Could have been Sean Payton himself. Um, but that's it though. Those are the three. Yeah, so four, obviously, out of those, those three, I'm four. I'm the best co-host out of those three. So yeah, we, we texted we texted those four, and um, you know, surprise, you know, Joe Biden texted back and just said, "Who is this?" And Sean Payton yeah. texted back and said, "Who is this?" And Mike Renner texted back and he said, "Who is this?" New so number. You, who you were actually the only one who actually <laughs> uh, has my number saved. So that's the reason why you're the co-host here. You, look, you said that you know. The answer to the question of the day. 
I, so here's the the reason why is because I was looking up some stats earlier today on conference championship games since 2006, which is when we have, you know, the advanced stats and stuff like that. So and I so I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I saw it and I didn't I didn't go look it up after because I wanted to be fair about it. I believe it's Raheem Mostert four against the Packers 2019. If it's four, then it's going to be Raheem Mostert. Yeah. Nobody's so I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Okay. 220 yards, four touchdowns. I do remember this game. Now when they people, when people say killed Mostert, them. This game. Yeah, that's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. People in yeah. the chat are uh, reminding me that Seth, you were actually on the thumbnail, so they knew all along. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't look at the hey. thumbnail? I'm too busy prepping for the show. Well, we also uh, we we also had Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow on the. Th- Thumbnail. Like it could have been them. It could have been them. You, you never know. It might still be. Look, okay. If, look, um, if your answers suck in the next segment, we're just going to get Joe Burrow on. I have a question though. It's related like, um, like to question. this conference championship thing, and I, I'll ask. I'll ask you and the crew. Okay. The top three most receiving yards in a conference championship game since 2006. Okay. Two of them are Julio Jones. At like an insane number. It's like 190 or like 200 and like 180. He's one and three. Who's number two? I think, again, I think it's like 180 yards receiving since 2006. You're you're, like the chances, I mean, the the chances you get are like so unbelievably slim. It's no one that you would ever think of. Oh, it's, it's, I I don't even remember it to be honest. Okay. uh, NFC or AFC? AFC. Is it closer to 2023 or 2006? I think it's smack in the middle, to be honest. Okay. No, that's that's good enough. I just I'm... no. Okay, it's closer to to uh, to to 2023. Oh, okay. okay. But slightly, slightly. Okay. It's AFC. Slightly close. So I mean, yeah. Who's I mean. It, Patriots, Steelers, Chiefs. So, like, even if you got the team right, you would not even guess it was this receiver. He had nine catches on 11 targets for 180 yards and two touchdowns. What? Uh, Okay, what division? AFC East. Okay, so it is the Patriots. Chris Hogan. Yeah. Chris Hogan. Is it really? Is it Chris Hogan? Yeah. I was just thinking of random yeah. Patriots wide receivers. I swear to God, I did not look that up. I just I was the most random uh, Patriots receiver that popped in my head. Oh, Victor and Philip both said Chris Hogan. They both guessed. Yeah. Oh, I don't even remember it that at all. That's I also, crazy. I also lacrosse legend. My Chris guess Hogan. was ba- I think Chris Hogan. He wasn't the answer to a trivia question, but he was included in one of the trivia questions for like a big divisional round performance yes. or something like yes. that. So that was kind of like well, he mm. had to have balled out a little bit back then if he was even going to be like on the graphic. So there you go. There we go, Chris Hogan. There it is. There we go, Chris Hogan. We could have got him to co-host. No, probably <laughs> no. I'm Chris Hogan. I don't. You guys have seen my highlight tape from Flag. I'm Chris. Hogan. I don't know what Chris Hogan looks like, so I mean, if you were actually Chris Hogan, that would probably that would probably check out for me. I, You're he, bigger than Chris Hogan. He'd get away with it. <laughs> I have better hands too. Um. All right, Seth. How are we feeling today? 
Are you are you are that you still are, are horrible? You, are you ready to get absolutely clipped in this next segment where we debate <laughs> where we debate who we would rather have in certain situations with certain quarterback traits between Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes? Are you ready to be memed? Are you ready to I, be clipped? I just put I put for all the categories, I just put pie. So I just like I'm no hot take season. I know it's supposed to be hot take season right now. I am in no hot take season mode. I did see that you have a tie for two of the categories, in which case I will yell coward when you start to explain <laughs> your answers. All right, the categories for this. Now, it's between these two quarterbacks. Now, we want you guys to be fully involved as well in the chat. Let us know who you would rather have, Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes. You can't say tie. I didn't think I had to say that as a rule. Because Seth put tie for two of the categories, but you guys out there cannot say tie. We got mentality, two-minute drill, deep ball, big game factor, short game, evasiveness, accuracy, and processing ability. Those are the categories that we have. And Seth, we start with mentality. I feel like I'm like a game show host right now. Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. When it comes to overall mentality, who are you picking? Well, let's start it off with a banger right now. Pie. Coward! You <laughs> coward! I Look, I think that I know that the Burrow thing gets gets hyped a lot, and, and he's great. Like, they're all great. It's just like it's always hard to separate like mentality just because Joe Burrow looks like this cool guy and like – you know, he 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 meditates before the game and whatever else. It's like it's we're talking about Patrick Mahomes here. Like <laughs> he is the one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. So it's hard for me to just say, oh well, Burrow is is a has a better mental game than him or whatever. It's a tie. Like I, I don't I just don't want to pick between two just unbelievable and guys who are who have shown that they are cool in the face of pressure all the time that they have a really good grasp on i even say like and, and again i shouldn't be saying this stuff but it's like it seems like both of them have an incredible grasp on anxiety like this is the whole issue with sports right and being consistent mm -hmm. how are you consistent all the time it's because you have a grasp on your own anxiety it's why me and you are bad at everything is because we can't grasp our own anxiety of course sorry i'm sorry no, i'm course. sorry to lump you into that no, that's why i'm bad at everything it's because i can't you know what i mean it's hard to deal with your anxiety in the face of pressure and both those guys are dude at a high level so I feel, I feel like we need to bring back the therapist segment that you and I did earlier in the year when you were in Cincinnati for the show where you were just laying on the couch doing a bunch of weird, weird accents. I would love to hear your Patrick Mahomes voice. It's just Kermit. I can't do it. I can't. I can't do it. But I can't do the Kermit. Um, I went with Burrow. And honestly... You are correct. We are talking about two of the very top tier one mental athletes for the quarterback position for the entire sport, really. You, I mean, you said it perfectly. There have been so many times, especially even going back to LSU, where I was like, okay, this is the moment where it catches up to Joe Burrow. Like, this is, like, now it's time. Like, it's this defense. It's this game. It's this point in his career. It's this point in his life. It's it's all of these fears getting into his head. And it never does. It absolutely never happens with, with Mahomes. 
or sorry, with, with, with Burrow. I mean, it doesn't with Mahomes either. You, you, anytime we get a look behind the curtain on what goes into how incredible Mahomes is, you learn about the preparation that this guy has and just his dedication to his craft and all of that. And it just, it makes the mentality so sharp so that when you have the toughest of circumstances standing right in front of you, you do not panic. You do not have that anxiety. You only have confidence. These two, two of the most confident quarterbacks in the world. But I gave it to Burrow, and I was going to say that, but I gave it to Burrow because I think Burrow's one-liners are a little bit better. You know, the, the one-liners from Burrow where he says like, oh, you know, what about the people who, you know, bought all the tickets to the neutral site game? Better give them the refunds. You know, it's just like, boom, like right there, just that mentality or what he said a couple of weeks ago where talked about him being an underdog and Burrow's like, I, I, we're, ne- we're never the underdog. Never. We're only the favorites. And it's just like, the, so I wanted to give this category to Burrow simply for the little brilliant one-liners that he has. But you are right. This is a, these are two of the very best in, in the NFL at that. And I think that we're going to say that a lot, but I am going to go with Joe Burrow. <laughs> Next. I one. mean, go ahead. Go in ahead. terms of comedy, comedic timing, mm-hmm. I'll go Burrow. Okay. See, I mean, like that just goes right into it. Mentality. Comedic timing. Small part of the category. Um, Two-minute drill. Two-minute drill here. I'm not going to lie, Seth. I had my original answer. And then I looked up some pro football focus advanced statistics and data on the matter. The nerd swayed me. Who do you have in this category? Two-minute drill. Uh, I literally was going to say exactly what you said because I didn't have an idea either. And then I looked at the stats that are in our Excel sheet that you looked up as well. <laughs> and, and I went with Burrow. Look, we're both. I had right no here. idea. And then I was like, oh, 84.2 passing grade, eight big time throws. Like, wow, incredible. I'm going with Burrow. I have no idea. Like, this is 100% me being like, I assume they're both really good. Yeah. So I, it was hard to pick. And Burrow's grade obviously comes out on top, so I picked him. The grade was a lot higher than I thought it was going to be. The big-time throw percentage is higher for Burrow. The turnover-worthy play percentage is lower for Burrow. Uh, the adjusted completion percentage is better for Burrow. Like, I, I immediately, I immediately when I looked at this category, I was like, oh, Mahomes. Like, my mind just went to the, dude, 13 seconds is too long to give Mahomes, to get where he needs to get to score points and to, you know, going back to that Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs overtime game. Like, that's the thing that everybody goes to. There is truly too much time for Mahomes anytime there is, it feels like one second on the clock. And just that's that aura that he has. And both of these guys, again, phenomenal in two-minute drill situations. I'd be terrified to go up against either of them. But Burrow's numbers are just straight up way better in two-minute drill situations than Mahomes' is. So I got to go with Burrow. I got to go back-to-back Burrow here. I'm starting off with Burrow and Burrow. I, look, I think we should have an extra category. I think we should do it a category for each segment of the game. First five minutes of the first quarter. Yes, right. Second five minutes yeah. of the first quarter. Third five minutes of the first quarter. And then do the same thing for each I think we should go. That's in, the only way. I think we should go individually each minute of the game. Who's yes. been? Who's been better? You know, and that's the only true way. That to me, PFF grades fall short in that aspect. Yeah, because they're not telling you who's the best per minute. Right. 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 We we need to get on that. I'll hit up Steve after this show and and see what we can do about it. <laughs> D ball. 
Throwing it deep. Who we got between Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes? Who are you taking, Seth? Probably an easy one taking Mahomes here. I think obviously Burrow is like accurate down the field for sure. But I think in terms of like, hey, I can get this ball off in a, from a weird angle and still hit it 40 yards down the field as we've seen time and time again. Mm-hmm. Mahomes has a freakish type of uh, delivery and arm angle and could still get it down the field. It's Mahomes. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what people would say they classify as like a deep ball, but I, I just put 20 yards or further down the field. Um And these are the numbers that came up. Both of these guys, incredible. Burrow has a little bit better of a passing grade than Mahomes does, but um, Mahomes has the better adjusted completion percentage. He has the higher big-time throw percentage, and he has a lower turnover-worthy play rate. So, look, you mentioned it. These these guys are both assassins, clearly, with, with the passing grades deep down the field beyond 20 yards over the last two years specifically, but... I'm also going to go beyond the numbers here, and I'm just going to go with my gut. And I'm this is Mahomes for me. I agree with you. I think that this is this is a category where Mahomes beats out Burrow. I've got more faith in him in that regard. Big game factor. So this is this kind of goes into men- mentality, but again, who you're trusting, I guess, for a big game. Who you got? People aren't, aren't going to like this. Mm. And obviously, we're just talking NFL. Like, I don't want to talk talk about college for for both quarterbacks, but especially Burrow, because I think it skews it. It's Mahomes for me. And it's honestly, to me right now, it's not even close. Now, obviously, very great game by Burrow uh, in a divisional round on the road in the snow in Buffalo. But let's, let's be honest with ourselves. Like, it hasn't been great in the playoffs for Burrow. He's played five games. Uh, He has played six games now. He's... Five and one? Am I crazy? Mm-hmm. Uh... Anyways, last year's run was just okay. They won a lot of games. The defense played outstanding. I understand the offensive line concerns. It was just okay. The Ravens game last two weeks ago was just okay. Mahomes, to me right now, in terms of like, let's say we're just talking playoff games, but it's kind of by a mile. I mean, we're talking about one of the greatest playoff performers of all time. So... It's 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 actually not even close for me. Now I also think that big game factor is like, you know, do, do you want to add stuff in the regular season? Are all regular seasons mm-hmm. games big games because there's only 17 games? You know, we can get into that. But really, if we're just talking playoffs right now, it's Patrick Mahomes. Now Burrow comes out and has two great games. They win the Super Bowl. Or, well, it's a different story maybe, but right now it's Patrick Mahomes. I think it's Burrow and. I do go back to college. I, I go back to college in that last year that he had at LSU because, like, that is who he is as a quarterback. That's all where it really started. And it kind of goes back to the mentality thing for me. Since that 2019 LSU season, I have not seen this guy blink once when it comes to major adversity, the brightest of lights, the biggest of stages. I, this guy is ready to give you his A game every single time consistently. Um, Mahomes has a great resume of how he has performed in big games but if you're making me choose right now who's the better big game player I'm gonna take Burrow I'm gonna take I know that Mahomes has more accomplishments he's got more hardware he's got more games under his belt for that but I'm taking Burrow and just like I took mentality it's just that little edge that 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 I'm taking Burrow over over Mahomes for uh, for a big game what about short game short game quick game stuff who do you got? So I put Ty here, and I think like the consensus Coward. I think is pr- <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. 
uh this is anti-therapy right now I'm so uh, sorry. i'm sorry sometimes i've just got to bully you into you know getting over your fears being more confident i think this is probably like people were gonna say it's it's burrow because you know he, he gets the ball off they, they run a lot of short you know quick game concepts he gets the ball off he doesn't make mistakes so on and so forth and he is excellent there. I just think people underrate where Mahomes is in this category. And he is – that's where kind of this whole thing has changed this year because they haven't been able to take all these deep shots that they wanted to. They've kind of changed their offense a bit, and they are so good underneath that it's a tie. It's a tie. And, like, he, he's so good on RPOs, like getting the ball between defenders, around defenders. It's a tie. I, I went with Mahomes in this one, and it goes along with a couple of other categories that we have coming up. I just feel as though when things are really breaking down, if Mahomes ever has to move around the pocket or move outside of the pocket or find that safety valve, whether it's Travis Kelsey or somebody cr- coming across the field or, like, whatever it is, Mahomes is so good at finding And going back to kind of what you said, like the arm angles that he can have, how he can be so off-platform and yet get the ball where it needs to go, that, to me, also goes into short game. So short game, yes, there's, like, in-structure short game, but also outside of structure short game where it's just, like, being able to continually dump the ball off when you are not in ideal situations. And I think Mahomes does that better than any quarterback in the NFL. Mahomes creates a positive play out of a negative play better than anybody. And I think that that's not always... We, we, we tend to think, oh, when a play breaks down you're always like looking deep and he's just going to, you know, he's just going to chuck it deep to somebody because you're three, four, five seconds into the play and the coverage is going to break down. That's not necessarily what happens all the time. Sometimes the play breaks down and you, you, you gotta, you're on the run and you got to be looking a lot of different places and you find Travis Kelsey sitting in a soft spot or you find Juju Smith-Schuster, Kadarius Tony, or Miko Hardman or whoever it is. I just feel like he's unbelievable at that. So I went with Mahomes with the short game. What about evasiveness? Evasiveness, I'll, I'll just go to mine first with evasiveness because that goes into that category. When pressure comes out, at him Mahomes is so good at both scrambling way out like to the sideline and also just like subtly like making guys miss and just ways to uh, avoid pressure very quickly maybe get back on platform be able to throw the ball where he needs to we see some stats right there with sacks taken you know Burrow Certainly, offensive line has not been as good for him as it has been for Mahomes over the last couple of seasons because this is last year and this year combined but Burrow takes more sacks Mahomes Obviously, less has more scrambles to him. Rush grade under pressure, Mahomes is better. Rushing yards under pressure, Mahomes is better. You know, he just picks up a lot more first downs in that regard. So, I think for evasiveness and scramble ability, I got to go with Mahomes here. What about you? Yeah, it's Mahomes. And I think Burrow has kind of rebounded from his ACL injury that happened in his rookie year. And it didn't look good maybe like the start of 2021. He's kind of rebounding, very good in the pocket, really understands where to go in the pocket. I just don't think we've ever seen anyone like Mahomes. Yeah. Period. Like we've just never seen this before. Spatial awareness is out of control. Yes. He knows like I've never seen a guy like get free of free rushers, you know, guys beating offensive linemen and still make a play as good as him in the history of this game. So uh, to me, it's not it's not even close. And Burrow is like Burrow is like a basically like a tier two type of guy in terms of pocket mobility and awareness. Mm-hmm. Mahomes is like you know S tier. Yeah, yeah. So I would agree. Yeah, it, it's special the fact that he just 
finds a way to get free of guys almost like he's not even seeing them eyes behind his head incredible yep yep i would agree i would definitely agree accuracy we got two more categories accuracy is the next one i went with joe burrow here i just think he's slightly been the more accurate quarterback he is um i believe he's got a little bit higher of an adjusted completion percentage over the last two years he puts the ball in harm's way less than mahomes does and so i just not that mahomes isn't ridiculously accurate at some point especially when situations are not ideal but just as a consistency i i think burrow has been more consistent in that regard so uh so i'm gonna go with burrow here yeah i mean to me it's burrow as well probably the most accurate quarterback under 30 let's say like we take away the brady and the um and the rogers guys so to me it's burrow super accurate and again it's nothing to take away from mahomes and honestly, in all these categories, they are at the top, you know, but we have to pick one or we not. Sometimes I don't pick one, but Mahomes is really accurate. Mm-hmm. Burrow is just a tick better, I think. Yep. Yep. I would agree with you. It's very close, but I do think that he's better. Do you know who the owner of the highest completion percentage in NFL history is? Drew Brees. To I'm, date. I mean, is, is, is it Joe Burrow? It's Joe Burrow, yeah. yeah. He just qualified. Yeah. There we go. A couple weeks ago. There we go. That's a fun fact. That's, that is. I did have fun. That was fun. I had a, I had a lot of fun. Seth didn't have any fun. That's the, no. face, of, that's the face of somebody who didn't have any fun. Uh, last question. Larry, this is the last category here. Processing ability. So mental processing for playing the quarterback position. Joe Burrow is an assassin between the ears. There's no doubt about it. He processes the game so, so well. But the answer is Patrick Mahomes. It has to be Patrick Mahomes. The situations that this guy has been in over the last, even beyond just two years, the last couple of years since he has become a starter in the NFL, has been, like what Seth was saying, unthinkably successful. He succeeds not only when most don't, but in ways people don't even think about. Like it just that I, I, you cannot for as good as Joe Burrow is. The answer to this has to be Patrick Mahomes. He has been one of one over the last four seasons in the NFL, and you just you just have to give him this nod. This is absolutely his category to have. I thought this was going to be something where we differed because I think that a lot of people believe that Joe Burrow is just like the number one processing guy in the NFL, and he's like, again, he's not bottom five. He is like top three. But like you said, Patrick Mahomes is just plays different than we've ever seen. I think that people, well, there's two things. A, I don't think people give him credit for what he does inside the pocket, where he is a uh, incredible, just incredible. Understands defenses, understands leverage, understands coverages, understands all that stuff at a, at at one of the highest levels we've ever seen. Still a young kid, you know, he's 27 or whatever, so still young, still learning. And then I do think that processing ability like outside the pocket is something that we kind of don't talk about. Um, we just think, oh, he makes all these great plays outside the pocket. It's like, okay, because he, he's processing, because he's faster than everyone else with his brain. So the, both categories are insane for him. And again, not a knock on Burrow. He is top three at the at this category. But Mahomes, I, I, it's crazy that we even have to talk about this. Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL period and processing is why i can't believe how the chat is against us here on this one 
I do. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes right. here. That's, that's crazy. Like, I'm trying to give Burrow all of his respect. But it's Mahomes. It has to be Mahomes. Not, It has to be. This guy is like bending logic with how he is playing this position. Yeah, I, Patrick Mahomes is truly changing the way that we have to look at the quarterback position because of what he is capable of doing. I look at, and I understand the arguments of surrounding talent, surrounding coaching and all that stuff, which has been, you know, you, you fall into a situation where Andy Reid, who is, you know, generally thought of as a great offensive coordinator is there, Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey are there, but it's like, okay, but then everyone else, like, who's, who's won a lot of games at the quarterback position had other players too. Diggs and right, in, right. Right. In Buffalo, Chase and Higgins, like they've all had really good players. So it's like tough. We we have to make that kind of uh, clear to a certain degree that it's like, OK, yes, we, we do believe that, you know, Burrow, Mahomes, Allen are like the three best quarterbacks in the league. But it's like, yes, they all have great places around them. Um, but we can still kind of make these decisions. We don't have a choice. We can kind of have to make these decisions if we're going to rank them. Um, and try our best to isolate their performance. And it's hard not to take Mahomes as the number one quarterback in the league. It's Patrick Mahomes. He's going to win the MVP this year. Right, right. Yeah, and he should. And I don't know. I uh, Looking at the results now, all right, we did. We got 61% for Patrick Mahomes for processing, and then Burrow was at 39. Oh, somebody in the chat asked, who would you take overall, Burrow or Mahomes? I, dude, it's a, I mean. Mahomes, I guess, but like, it's just, it, what, what do you, it's just, it's just because of the already established success. But like, yeah. Qu- like Quinn brought up, uh, Burrow now becoming eligible for a lot of these categories of who's been the best over a certain amount of time because he's hitting minimum thresholds of like dropbacks and um, total attempts and all that stuff. But for as much as I respect and love Joe Burrow, I have to you have to take Patrick Mahomes I think overall. But that's just me. What about you? Do you are you going to have an answer here? I think he's part. I think the thing is we have to like it's obviously like we love doing this stuff. This has been a fun segment, but it's really about tiering quarterbacks. Like who and there's really just like. Four guys, in my opinion, I think maybe five uh, going into next year where you're like, this guy is going to just win you football games, period. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Justin Herbert, and Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> and that's it. Like, that's it. And like, and then, then we have this whole discussion about like the tier two quarterbacks, which is like, uh, 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 you know, the Dak Prescott tier, which is like, we just have no idea how to talk about them, how to deal with those quarterbacks. But really, for me, the tier one group, and you can even put Mahomes in a tier one A, but um, it's those five quarterbacks or four. And then I'll probably add Lawrence after what he did this second half of the season. Burrow Mahomes, Josh Allen, tier of his own, Herbert, Dak, maybe Lawrence. Do I believe Lawrence is there? Yeah, you do. You do. I don't know if I do. <laughs> I don't know if I do. I don't know if I do. I don't know if I do, but that's kind of the way that I, I see it right now with how quarterbacks are set up. Um, all right, that was fun. 
All right, that took that took longer than I thought it was going to. So I don't even know if we have time for bold bold predictions now. We might have to save that for uh, for later in the week. Got the chat all riled up today. Felt good. That's Felt good. that's the goal here is getting the chat riled up. It's not even oh, about anything that we say. I, I haven't I haven't watched football in years. No, uh, no I just want no to need. get the chat riled up. No need. You just look at spreadsheets. This is what we do. This is what everybody <laughs> thinks people would be have, have done. We don't actually watch the games. We just look at numbers. All right. Speaking of numbers. Do you have a favorite bet, like an early bet, for this weekend, conference championship game? What do you got? Yeah, I like um, Jamar Chase over 6.5 catches, I think. Oh, yeah. When you look at, like, obviously, they're going to do their job in dealing with him in different ways that isn't playing man coverage. You did see a couple man coverage looks where he did get the ball. So that, that there will be opportunities for them to get him one on one, and 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 that's where the ball is going to go. But I think when you when I looked at the the first game against them in week thirteen, I believe, and then last week against the the Buffalo Bills, I think they they tried different ways to get him the ball. That wasn't just like, hey, go outside, run a slant, run a go route. They put him in the slot first play of the game. They put him in the slot. Threw him a stick route, easy completion. Mm-hmm. I thought they did some stuff where he was like kind of a motion guy, you know, triple option type of thing. Get him the ball on a swing pass on an orbit motion. Saw it one time in the in the Chiefs game, but they handed the ball off. So I think there's there's they're going to do something to get him the ball at, at least early in the game, and then whenever one on one opportunities they have, they'll take their shots with him. So over six point five. The bet I like is the Bengals only being a point and a half favorite against Kansas City. I know it's in Kansas City, but I don't know if I trust Mahomes' ankle, man. I mean, that ankle injury was bad, and I know he came back in the game, and I know they beat the Jags, but this is different. The Bengals are different. They are a different tier of team. This is also a team that has had Cincinnati's number for, what is it, the last, what are they, 3-0 the last time they played the Chiefs? So Correct. this is a team that knows Kansas City well. They know how to beat Kansas City, and they knew how to beat Kansas City with a fully healthy Patrick Mahomes. So if all I have to do is lay a point and a half here to get Cincinnati, that's absolutely what I'm going to do. I also love the over. Like, the over is 47. Give me the over, baby. I think that this one, I think this one's going to be a lot of fireworks, a lot of points in this game. But um, I would be taking, I would be taking the Bengals. That's my favorite bet that I have for uh, for this upcoming weekend. Do you agree, Quinn? Do you think it's going to be a shootout? What do you think? Uh, forty. I, I would take. Yeah, Come I would on. take the over yeah. on that just because historically their games have been pretty high scoring. I but it. I do. I mean, you mentioned Mahomes' ankle. Like, I do think that that maybe might turn it into a little bit more of a grinded out game. I don't know. We'll see. I, I will Shit. say that it could like, be. It could be you three know, to zero. When you watch the Mahomes. When you watch Mahomes in the second half of that game last week, he was still able to kind of run around a bit. And, like, he made some plays on the run. Like, he, he only won scramble, I think. And and I think he got the first down on it. But he was actually still able to make plays. Like, he was moving around. Like, I know that that first time when he, like, like on the drive that he got the ankle um, messed up, he threw that, like, weird incompletion where it kind of came out of his hand weird. But after that, he was, like, running around making plays. So it's like, like and now you're getting a weak rest. They're yeah, saying it's not as also, bad as it was. Yeah, if it's like eighty-five also, percent, ninety, so I don't. Know. That's also a week where you get swelling in the ankle, you get soreness in the ankle, you get all that kind of right. Like we, for as much as we've never played in the NFL before, we have played sports before, and the adrenaline of when your body's already I, moving is a thing. 
I'm sorry, you've played in the NFL before. I haven't. Yeah, I'm played. literally Chris Hogan. I've played in the NFL <laughs> before, but you get the finest painkillers that money can buy and some adrenaline already running through the body. And I understand that he was able to come back last game. I'm just a little skeptical that we're even going to get that same level of Patrick Mahomes um, against the Bengals. And any any level below a hundred percent is something that can be monumental. The Bengals have already beaten this team three times the last three times that they've played in the last year and a half. And there's been major implications on the line every single time. So I'm going Cincinnati. But I do like the over. I think I like the over actually more there. If I was if I was throwing some money along the line, I think that I would do it with the over. Um, but before we get out of here, answer to the question of the day, is it Raheem Mostert? I was going to say, do we even really need an answer? Because Seth already kind of took it. It is Raheem Mostert. Yeah, okay. good memory. Okay. 2019, uh, four touchdowns against it- Packers. Not a memory. I literally looked it up like three hours before. But that's a it's it's, that's a good that's a good omen, Seth, for trivia tomorrow. And this is, folks. I want you to look at me here. The final day of trivia for Itchy's football. We're not doing Itchy's football throughout the off season, so this is the last trivia that we have on Thursday. Us on the desk. We got seven wins. You guys in the chat. You got six. If y'all end up beating us tomorrow, we are going to have an ultimate tiebreaker question to settle the score of who gets the belt, who gets the title for the 2022-2023. It's just football trivia season. We're going to be ready. We're going to be ready. I don't know if I don't know if Seth's going to be my partner. I don't know if it's going to be Seth. I don't know if it's going to be Chris Hogan. I don't know if it's going to be Joe Burrow himself, but somebody's going to be here. Somebody could be here and trivia is going to happen. And I'm looking forward to it. Do we have a chat champ? We do. Friend we of the program, Burning Ham. Burning Ham. Chat champ. He thinks uh, he thinks Renner is in Thailand with Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> I don't know if he is or not. Yeah. Maybe that's a good guess. All I'll say is that if Renner is in Thailand, I'm going to be mad because I'm because I'm in Cincinnati and he's in Thailand. That's fair to wow. say, right? Shade. It's fair to say, right? Although there's no sky, I don't know, man. there's no skyline chilies in Thailand. Uh, you know, you you got to think about that. I I want to see Renner be like wheeled in on a wheelchair tomorrow with like like attached to like one of those like IV bags that he's like like wheeling in and that pull a uh, to, like, put him on like a special Remember when table he freeze was coaching that game in the press box from and the hospital? Just that meme of him going like yeah yeah that's. <laughs> Truly one of the most iconic college football images that there absolutely is. Appreciate everybody watching the show live, getting in on the chat. This is a wild one. I figured it would be. Shout out to Jim Nagy as well for joining us earlier in the show, getting us hyped up for the Senior Bowl tomorrow. Uh, Very excited about trivia. You guys got to make sure you bring your A game because we're absolutely going to bring it. The title is on the line, folks. We will see you right here, same time tomorrow for Issues Football. We'll see you guys then. It's not about politics. It's about football. This is a simple game. We're going to run the ball, and we're going to pass the ball. He's just going to play football, really. How good of a football player are you? I just get in and try to spin it. That's all. I just love the game. It really is the best time of the year.